Pod Chef. Pod Chef. You're listening to Pod Chef. When I say pod, y'all say chef. Pod Chef. You listening to Pod Chef. It's a podcast about Top Chef, and that's a broadcast. It's on TV. Yeehaw! Welcome back. Oh, what a night I had out here in my sleeping bag in Aspen, Colorado. A mile high in the sky we was. Oh, when we got some of that river water and we were trying to make it a boil and it wouldn't boil because we were too high up and that's a true thing about being too high up water takes forever to boil sometimes it doesn't boil at all and i couldn't give my horse black chandelier any water your your horse wanted tea right <laughs> hold on now cowpoke we haven't done the introductions now you hear the music still playing, so we're doing the introductions. Now, welcome to Pod Chef, the official Top Chef podcast. And I'm your host, the fastest quick draw in the West, Jamal the Quick Draw. And with me, as always, my co host, Reeves the Revolver. Say hello, Reeves. Hello, everyone. I'm fresh out of the drunk tank from this morning. I was drunk all last night. And through the morning. And our third of the group, the trio, he has the horse with the baddest giddy up on all sides of the Colorado. Give it up for Brian, the bandolier. Howdy, folks. Uh, rough night for me, also. Couple things happened. One, scorpion in the sleeping bag. You know how that goes. Scorpion in a sleeping bag. The old scorpion now, in a sleeping bag. That, you normally make a joke about that. It is with one of your scorpion in a sleeping bag about, jokes for the listeners. Yep. You about sleeping in a sleeping bag with a scorpion for the past few years yep. of your life. Alright, here's the joke. And it's uh the joke is, and I say, Hey everybody, I was a scorpion in my sleeping bag last night. In fact, there's been in one there in the last couple years. Her name is Carrie. And we'll be cutting that. All right. And that was a scorpion joke from Brian the Bandolier. And I wanted to be known that the other two cow folk didn't make any jokes about their wives. All right. I was encouraged. Look, I didn't want to. Usually that's only for the boys at the at the corral or at the saloon or maybe even at the uh the whorehouse. <laughs> Definitely there. <laughs> Can I make a request that the music under this be the Spider-Man music that you used in the previous episode? Oh, speaking of which, we got a cease and desist letter that came from a, a Stan crow, Lee. They're going to Stan Lee. That's right. A crow delivered it this morning. It said, ah, cease and desist of playing the copyrighted music of Spider-Man. On your shabby little podcast. But it was funny though, right? You gotta admit, you didn't expect when it said superhero music, I bet you weren't thinking the 1990s Spider-Man cartoon. It was gosh darn it. I was I being sure was, random. It was sure was random when I listened to it. I I about spit into a empty can and went Pachoo! and I was so caught off guard. Alright, we can stop doing this. Okay. So uh Brian, why don't you talk to us about your big dinners? Multiple you had some dinners? big. You had some big dinners this past week. Big boy I had dinners. a oh, big dinner. I thought you had it. You had two. Tell us about your dinner, and then we'll talk about the other big dinner. Um. Well, two nights ago, I was gonna lie and have this be my chef I prepared for you, but I guess I won't do that because it's always what we had for, for last night and only mm-hmm. last night. So I guess I'll play the game. I went to a Michelin starred restaurant called Kochi. How many um, stars? I think, just one. I think just, uh, one. just one. I think just one. Just one. Just one, huh? Okay. Mm, mm, not that good. And, um, I think they wanted more stars, but I think they ran out when they got to them. Well, they said well. when they got the one. Well. So uh, it was a like a skewer place, like a Japanese um, skewer thing. I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> <laughs> but it I got it. Yeah. It was like a... Um, 
A tasting menu, there were two options. One was the $85 tasting menu. One was the 125 chef's tasting menu. And you know that we balled out of control and did the 125. All right. We All also right. we also got a little upgrade, paid for a little abalone to go with it. We said, put that $18 abalone on there. What's $18? Give us that abalone. So, um, nine course, uh, ten with the with the abalone tasting menu. Uh, pretty good, very fish heavy. Um, had some like mackerel on a thing and some trout. Had abalone trout uni for the first time. There was an uni uni bibimbap um, bowl mm. that was really good. Uh, there was a squid. What thing. does uni taste like? It tastes like the most like fishy sushi like it's it's it, it tastes like the ocean because it looks like a crab's tongue to me it it it's it's basically mm. like crab foam like it's yeah. like seafood Briny. foam yeah yeah it's i i wondered and anyone who eats crabs often there's often people say like the crab uh like the innards like the mustard mm-hmm. is that just what uni is like it's just like the mustard of a sea anemone an urchin sorry I think you do have a lot of sea enemies, don't you? Mm-hmm. I used to not, but you know, I made that post on the internet, uh-huh. punching down in the ocean. Yeah. You guys ever, you guys ever punch the ocean? You guys ever go out in the water and punch the waves that they come in at you? All the time. I went to the first time I went to Tulum with my wife. She has a video of me punching and kicking um, fish in a cenote and she said this guy's an idiot (laughs) (laughs) being very disrespectful i'm pretty sure the fish deserved it yeah yeah so it was a solid meal really good uh i don't i mean i guess michelin is is for the food but also for the service is what Mm. you get too so it was nice the plates were very cool they're like little stone different shapes for everything they kept like replacing our silverware we start off with these like metal chopsticks and a little spoon they take the spoon away Give us another spoon. Take that spoon away. Give us a little fork. Um, that was fun. The desserts were like this honey froyo over this raspberry jelly on the bottom. That was great. Mm. And then this little ice cream sandwich. It was it was very good. Really, really, really good meal. Of course, I went with your wife. Nope, I went with uh, <laughs> uh, friend of the pod, friend of Reeves's wife, mm-hmm. uh, Steve. Steve. VCU, go Rams. Saw Steve at an indie wrestling show. Yeah. Many years ago. Yeah. <laughs> That's where he'll be. He's a big, big old wrestling fan. Oh, one quick little note. Um, I was in CVS today to get uh, antibiotics for my ear infection. I'm a 36-year-old man. Hold on a second. You were in CVS when we have a sponsorship with Dwayne Reed? Uh-oh. Oh. Well, this is my doctor would only send it to CVS, and that's just Jeez, she, she was whiz. she was very adamant about it only going to CVS. Okay. Either way, there was a guy in there stocking shelves, working at CVS, walking around singing, uh, you know it's all about the boob. He just kept doing it. And Number I one on the metal shirts. I approached him and I was like, can't help but notice you're singing the Adam Cole theme song. <laughs> and he's like, it's my ringtone. Nice. Uh, I really like, hoped he would have been like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Get away from it me, freak. Pushes me. Yeah. I made that song up just now. Just now. Head. While I've been doing stuff here. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Well, it sounds like I, I'm very excited for you for going to your first Michelin star restaurant. Mm-hmm. Hopefully next time you go to one that has a couple more stars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At least take your stars. wife to one with more stars. Yeah. Treat, treat her right. At least four, right? Yeah, four or nothing. Mm-hmm. That's your policy, right? If you, if you don't got four, yep. you don't got none. Yeah. Four or lower, I mean, what's the point? Yeah. And you know... Dave Meltzer only gives out so many four-star restaurant reviews. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's, it's I mean, that's good. really inside baseball. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I can map that all day, but I don't think anyone other than you and I will appreciate it. We've already it. lost Jamal. <laughs> yeah. I've been lost. <laughs> so, <clears throat> yeah, Brian had a big fancy meal that he's mm-hmm. in debt now because he didn't tell you that he paid with a credit card, and those fees are going to be expensive when they roll around next month. But I'm going to get so many points. Yeah, he's going to get so many points, but he's also in debt. Um, So we had a dinner for $1,100. Tom sent me a script. Tom sent me a script. 
and he didn't just send me a script this time. What else did he send you? Well, he sent you guys a script too. Wait a second. What? Didn't oh, you guys no. get a an email from the script from Ooh, Tom? I haven't checked my email since we started recording because I you try should, and respect you the record. Definitely check your email because Tom sent me a script and he said send this to uh, the other two. And I said, "What do you mean?" He said, "The other two, the two oh, you work with." I, I do like, have this script, and you now. guys have parts to play. Holy so. shit! I don't think I got it. Okay, well, I'm checking. Oh, sure wait, did, hold on. So there it is. Sure it's did. it's because I have Tom's emails that go straight to spam because he was. Yeah. There was a time he was sending way too many emails that kept being like, forward this to 10 of your friends or else bad things will happen. And I just, and I was uh-huh. like, that's enough. I can't do that anymore. Wow. Okay, well, uh, yeah. So we're going to read the script, I guess, and uh, just take care of that. <clears throat> Am I just playing myself? You just skip to page. I don't know what Tom did put anything on the script title. So pay yeah, you're playing yourself. Okay. Uh, we're all in it. Uh, I'll, I'll play Daniel Craig and do the stage directions, I guess. <clears throat> so uh, Tom uh, gave you gave me this music. So you have to play this music now. And uh, let's just get over. Let's get through this. <clears throat> Interior torture dungeon day. It's been three days since Daniel Craig has been returned to the castle. Has returned to the castle has been returned to the castle and tortured. Three bozos walk in and stand before Mr. Craig. Jamal, it's magnificent. Jamal, a squire of noble age and reputation speaks. He is six foot seven and built like a brick shithouse. I thought it'd be bigger. Brian stands next to Jamal, dwarfed by the gigantic size of Jamal's inhumane stature. He's a mere five foot nine inches. Nothing, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, Nothing was, wrong with that height, or maybe even slightly shorter than that. <laughs> Nothing wrong with it. I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I get it. I get also, it. what what about your stature is inhumane? <laughs> I, I don't know. This is not my script. <laughs> That's true. That's Jeez. True. Tom. Okay, sorry. Okay, so this is Tom's views. He's wearing a stud diamond earring in his left ear and a backwards chainmail nightcap. Cool. Mm-hmm. His leather chest piece has the phrase Sloppy Joe carved into it, and his, left, <laughs> and his left arm has a half sleeve tattoo of vines around the phrase Maximum Effort. Cool. We shouldn't even be staring at it. Reeves is here as well. He's carrying a cast iron steel maze. <laughs> Daniel Craig, wait, I know you guys. Daniel Craig is barely hanging on by a thread. You're the host of that uh, uh, Top Chef podcast from years ago that uh, Tom Colicchio sponsored and made you all do. A fisherman always spots another fisherman from afar. So, uh, you listened and you must have liked it? Nah, mate, it was shit. Well, it was until that huge fucker started hosting. Turned it around a bit, to be honest. Do you mind if we don't use curse words so much? It's uncouth. I'm surprised you two are here. Aren't you two always on vacation, living life, while Jack and the Beanstalk is the man of his word, always recording evil when he doesn't? Okay. Well, this seems like Tom is maybe personalizing some things. Living life while Jack and the Beanstalk is a man of his word, always recording even when he doesn't want to. W&L, Wives and Lives. That's what Reeves and I have. Jamal, not so much. Wives and Lives. I like that. Mr. Craig, uh, all of that was in our past, and none of us are trying to compensate for that now. We are here to set you free if you can answer our riddle three. Daniel Craig, kill me. I'm terrible with riddles. Uh, No, the rules Tom gave us said you have to play. Brian, tell him he has to play. You have to play. Fucking hell. Language. Okay, I'll go first. Brian improvises a sick <laughs> riddle off the top of his, okay. top of his head. All right. Daniel Craig correctly guesses the answer, so go ahead and uh, improvise a riddle. Oh, I thought it just happened, and we would like pretend that it happened. No, we need no, you to I do it. I think you have to do one. Um, Riddler. That's coming back, back. Um. That's what we're doing now. I don't think we're going to use that in the script. Let's see. Um, what is... what? Ha- okay. What is uh, bigger than a bread box 
but smaller than bread. Hmm. And now Daniel Craig correctly guesses the answer. And what's the answer so I can do Daniel Craig? I think Daniel Craig has to correctly guess the answer to what it says here. Gee, mate. Say it again. <laughs> okay, and this is all in the script, by the way, people. So this is what's, real life stuff. What's bigger than a bread box, but smaller than bread? Good God, this one's difficult, eh? <laughs> Even for me. Um, don't look at me, Daniel Craig. I don't, <laughs> no, no, it's I don't fine. Know. It's fine. Stop I'm looking at Reeves, Daniel Craig. I'm, I'm not, not looking at Reeves there. anymore. Okay, let me figure this out. I know Reeves was trying to give you the answer with his face. Yeah, bigger with than face. a bread box, but smaller than bread. What's bigger than a bread box? Holy, I've been trapped here so long, being tortured. I lost half my brain. Uh, I'm gonna say a blue jay. That's correct. Oh. Wow. And reach your line. Oh. Uh, uh, oh, I'll go next. Reeves improvises a sick riddle off the top of his head, but Dan and Craig correctly guesses the answer. Okay. And I've had time to think of one, so. <laughs> okay, so what, Daniel Craig, what four-letter word can be written, like, forwards, backwards, upside down, and all that kind of stuff, and can still be read left to right? Um, holy crap. Um, Stop looking at Jamal for answers. Stop it, Daniel Craig. Um, okay, yeah, um, forward, backwards. Haha. That's right. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Hold on, I didn't, I didn't do that part yet. You, you just did reads. You, you skipped oh, I jumped. <clears throat> oh, okay, last one. If you guess this, by laws of the kingdom, we must let you. We must set you free post haste. Here's your riddle. What's a four-letter word that ends in K and means intercourse? Wait, why did Jamal's have his written? But- <laughs> I don't know, Tom, man. This yeah. is not this is Tom. What are you doing? Beads of sweat fall from Daniel Craig's head as he thinks about the answer. Fuck. I'm getting really uncomfortable. That's wrong. You're not even supposed to be answering. I didn't interrupt your riddle. Well, that's because my riddle was good. Brian emphasizes his riddle again. What's remember? It was what's bigger <laughs> than a bread box, but smaller than bread. Yeah. <laughs> Daniel Craig, talk. We are numbnuts. Give us a second. <laughs> Daniel Craig shackles unlock, and he falls mildly to the cold, hard, damp ground. He clearly answered it right. What the fuck? Ugh. See, now I'm doing it. There's a... Reeves starts cutting himself with his mace as self-punishment for cursing. Oh, that was the answer? I definitely didn't know that. There's a lot you don't know. Get off my back, John Henry. It's a riddle. Don't call me John Henry Maddie Matheson. That the only reference you have? Where'd he go? The best friends look around and see that Dan and Craig has gone out of trace. <sighs> Guess I'll go tell Padma. And that's where it ends. Wow. Who's John Henry? The steel driving man? No, it's a reference. Black people will get it. <laughs> hmm. Let me Google. <laughs> <laughs> Should I not have said that? Uh, <laughs> I thought John Henry the sort of man was a black man. Isn't that isn't that how the how the <clears throat> he is a black the man. fable? Mm-hmm. Steel driving man. The steel driving man. He beat a he tried to beat a, a machine and he mm-hmm. died mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. in the the cave. Yep. 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 Okay. Well. That was a good script. And that was the end of the trilogy? That's the end of the trilogy. Wow. So I assume that's like close to page 1000 or something. Yeah. Man, man. I can't I, wait to see this thing. I know. I We have parts in it. I'm glad yeah. we're going to be in it. Well, they probably won't cast us, but uh, uh, I, I assume mine will be done by Jamie Foxx. Classic yeah. sense. Brian, who do you think you'll get? Channing Tatum. Yeah. Mm. He's funny. He's he's like funny, but you know, attractive. But like in like a, actually maybe John Cena. Mm-hmm. John Cena. I think John yes. Cena probably. 
It was yeah. very, very funny. He's very funny. Very He's known funny. for being funny. He's got a yes. good delivery. Um, yeah, not stiff. Doesn't look odd in movies at all. It doesn't look mm-hmm. out of place next to normal sized people at all. Nope. You go, oh, that makes sense that he's married to Leslie Mann, who's a tiny woman, and his friends yeah. are also tiny. Makes sense. Yeah. I all believe of his, it. All of his pants look like they're definitely not custom made. No, no. He, yeah, he yeah. he can buy jeans at the Walmart like the rest he of us. He can literally walk into Walmart and say, "Hey, stop bugging me. I'm just here to buy jeans that fit me." Mm-hmm. Who's the guy that's the lead in the show? You. Ooh, yeah. So that guy is who's going to play me, but he's going to get his good. his nose gets broke before he does mm. it. They break his nose. He's also the guy. He was in uh, the that other <clears throat> show. His name is Pen, Pen, Pen Badgley. Pen Badgley. Badgley. Man, and he's a successful actor. Wow. Yeah, you got to change that name, homie. You got to change well, that. I would clearly he I doesn't change it now. If I was his agent, I would tell him now, change your name. Yeah. Um, he was Dan Humphrey in the CW teen drama series Gossip Girls, XOXO. Wow. Mm. He oh, he's also on the list of twenty five beauties at twenty five, and it's Buddy TV's TV's one hundred sexiest men. Twenty eleven. Tough year. Um, <laughs> that script ruled. I like that whole trilogy. Um, my favorite trilogy. I still- I'm still very interested in how Daniel Craig gets into, gets the, into the movie, gets yeah. into the yeah. movie at all, and becomes like a real focus point. Like we I haven't seen that's... Tom since he showed up. No, which is like, is this what the movie is? Like you go through a long stage where you don't see Tom to the point where you start thinking maybe he's not in the movie anymore, and then he makes an appearance just when you think you think he's so. definitely not in the movie. Yeah, I think what's happening here is Tom put three movies into one. And he's trying to make it like, well, more than three movies probably into one. And he's trying to like do all the movies at once because he doesn't want to like space them out. He just wants someone to sit down and watch like 12 hours, a 12 hour movie. And that's what yeah. you're supposed to do anyway. Theaters are made to be in there for 12 hours. Yeah. I mean, I, drink. not to go back to what we were talking about in a previous episode, but I mean, that's really what Nicole Kidman wants is for us <laughs> to go sit in the movie theaters, no mask, just like she was. Mm-hmm. And then you get locked in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> basically for the next 12 hours of your life to watch all the good movies that are out. I think that's probably why the theaters are losing money. You're in there for what? Hour and a half, two hours tops? You buy one thing? But if you had to be in there and you didn't want to miss the movie, you'd have to mm-hmm. spend 10 bucks on small popcorn again. Yep. Yeah. You're going back to the concession Yeah, you're stands. going back yeah. to the concession. That's the f- closest food. And we know people, if it's not easy, they won't do it. So no one's going to walk across the street to the, to the grocery store and get something. Nope. You're going to spend no. that extra money, the convenience fee, and mm-hmm. get back to your seat. Yeah. Six dollars yeah. on Mike's Ike's. Mm-hmm. Twelve dollars <laughs> on uh, Sour Patch Candy. Mm-hmm. Hundred bucks on Snow's Caps. Yep. Thirty cents on a soda. Yeah. So, yeah, so when you now. break it out by hour. Uh-huh, when you think of it's per sip. Yeah, it's per sip. It's 30 cents per sip. And who can't afford that? You got to um, think the theater's going to be okay though. Like they survived uh there was a time when uh-huh. something happened in a theater that was very scary. And for a while people kind of always thought that would keep happening, but it didn't and people kept going to the theater. Are you talking about Geely? Yeah. Yes, yeah. There was Yeah. <laughs> I mean, those two are going to keep making movies. Yeah, that's right. It was there was a time. I mean, well, we can go into the specifics now, where everyone was so scared that Geely was going to happen again. You go into a movie and you, you, you have a ticket gonna... for like chocolate or something. Yeah. And you're like, but what if it's Geely? What if it's Geely? Yeah, but it wasn't. So now when you go to theaters, because of that, now you go to theaters. The theater tells you where the exits are <laughs> in case. Just in case you're like, oh, God, it's Geely. I got to get out of here. But that doesn't, I mean, that really doesn't happen. It's like, I mean, theaters rarely have a Geely incident anymore. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This is scary time. Is this, (laughs) is this cuttable? Maybe we play the Spider Man music under this, too. (laughs) That makes everything okay. (laughs) 
All right, let's go on to Chefs I Prepared for You. This is a segment we do every week where we talk about uh, what we had for dinner last night and only last night, and we present it to you as if we're presenting it to the judges on Top Chef. I'll go first. Your boy's basic. I had pan-seared chicken thighs last night with roasted broccoli and sweet potatoes. I had an early night. I had to, you know, I had to get ready. I had to, I had to get ready for this presentation today. No seasoning on these on these thighs? <clears throat> Dry thighs? Oh, no, they were. They Dry were fajita. Thighs. Fajita and lime. Mm, is that just like a seasoning all in one or did you you know how so, to put together that so reeves let me talk to you let me walk you through it <clears throat> you take lime juice you take fajita seasoning you take salt you take pepper you take a little bit of olive oil you mix it all together then you baste that baby and then you set it in a uh ziploc uh, not a ziploc a um a bag and then i vacuum seal it and you mm. seal it in those juices and you let it marinate for 24 hours you can take it out of the wow. bag you pat it a little bit dry, and then you re-salt it, and then you put hot oil in the pan, and you just, and you get that nice crust on it. Wow. This uh, boneless, skinless, or you got skin on them bad boys? Boneless, skinless. Healthy. That's nice. You got. The, you were like, I had an early night, and you're like, I marinated it for 24 hours. <laughs> well, that's why you do it beforehand, so you can just <laughs> cut and cook. <laughs> Cut and cook. Chefs, I prepared for you a grilled special. I got some sausages, some Italian sausages, Ooh, grilled nice. those bad boys, grilled some asparagus, some onions, Ooh. and got some. We didn't have any sauerkraut, which I wish we did have, but we had a whole variety of mustards. Use that. Name name them. Name them. Uh, yellow mustard. Gotta yeah. have that one. That's a, that's a must-have on your mustard. Mm-hmm. When, must when you're looking at your mustard shelf, number yep. one is yellow mustard. Yellow, yellow mustard, mustard followed by Dijon mustard. Dijon, which is mustard named after a black kid, I think. What's yeah. that? <laughs> it's mustard named after a black kid. Some some white guy a long time ago met a black kid named Dijon and said, that's the name of my mustard. I've been looking for a name. That it's uh, Dijon. <laughs> Dijon. <laughs> How is it spelled? When is the name? Is it spelled the same way, or is it spelled yeah, like the apostrophe exactly John? Because he went back to the kid and say, "Sorry, this is going to seem weird. How do you spell your name?" Another young man, so excuse me. Young I ruffian. I, I heard no your money went to that young man either. No. None. No. It's fucked up. Anyway, that's what I had. It was. It was fine. Just those Did two, you chop just up the uh, sausages? Was this in a bowl or was this on a bun, like a sandwich? What, what was it? No, we just had it regular. You know, Wednesdays are very busy nights, so I usually mm-hmm. have to throw something together. Um, but I didn't. If I do it in a pan, I'll chop them up and cook them that way. And especially like if I'm throwing it in something like a pasta or whatever. But this was just on the grill. We just had them straight up. Had that the the lining on it and everything. Tastes okay. Good. Which you can no. take off. Do you guys know that? You can take the lining off of it. Yeah, Jamal taught me that. <laughs> uh, did you put those in buns or you eat them? You do a just carb? ask that. <laughs> just ask did you? that. Yes, it's, it's, okay. it's okay. It's okay. Yep, I ate them straight up. <laughs> I tell you, he, no he is on 15% today. When did you ask that? I know you asked Literally you before up. he started talking, I asked him, did you put this in a bun? Did you have it as a sandwich? He oh, did ask it, but maybe to be fair, I don't know if I directly answered it. So to everyone out there, I'm setting the record straight. There were no buns involved. <laughs> we ate them plain with a little mustard on the side. Bun free, baby. Bun free, baby. You know, I don't make anymore because I don't eat pork, but mom used to make all the time. Was a nice kielbasa. You guys ever mm-hmm. fucks with those? A nice little shoe, a nice little horseshoe kielbasa. I do like them. I haven't made one in a long time. They were good. I like that song Kilbasa from um, Jack Black. Oh, Tenacious yeah. D. From Tenacious D. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kill my Kilbasa. Okay. <laughs> um, chefs, last night I prepared for you. What'd you buy? Nope. This is Brian's world famous coconut chickpea curry. Okay. Get wild. Cut the jalapenos in uh, whole circles instead of chop up into little pieces you got a big old jalapeno every bite mm-hmm. you know bunch of that roasted bunch, bunch of those red peppers in there went crazy and there's a little bag opening mm-hmm. can you guys hear that just do it yeah. but no barely okay, barely. Just, barely. I'm, sorry. 
Yeah. It's a little tiny bag opening. It's the smallest bag ever. It's very small. So Mm -hmm. this is, you know, when you're trying to like watch what you eat, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. It's happy Halloween. Eat your candy. Happy Halloween. Watch what you eat, though. I'm only going to eat three Whoppers. Okay. Oh, actually, since it is uh, almost Halloween, actually do watch what you eat. Because especially if you're out there and you live in Candyman's neighborhood, you want to check your candy before you eat it. Because it might have glass in it. And you don't want that, all right? Yeah, yeah. If you live in Candyman's neighborhood, and you know you know this because he's gone door to door, and he's like, "Hey, I have to let you know legally. I have to let you know. I have to legally let you know. I'm Candyman to the neighborhood. <laughs> <Candyman>. <laughs> I'm not gonna do anything crazy. If you say okay. my name five times, I have to appear. But don't be alarmed. You know that I'm in the neighborhood, so you don't yeah. you just don't have to say my name, and I won't appear. I know you've seen the signs around the neighborhood. Yes, it's about me. Okay, it's no big deal. <laughs> and right. I lost this hand in a tour in Iraq, but everyone keeps putting this up like I did something to lose his hand. Yeah. That's not why I lost my hand. And don't believe Jordan Peele because he's kind of making me look bad. So yeah. you know, Hollywood takes their own uh, angles on things. So um, I'm a pretty good guy. I'm pretty good at grilling. Um, after, I, I'm actually having a little thing tomorrow. If you want to come by, if you're looking at my house, you're like, "Wow, that's the house with the nice flowers." I I do a little beekeeping. Um, <laughs> also, thank you. Also, thank you. So, just coming to say hello. I know it's mandatory they have to say hello. But and I'm sorry. What hello. is your name? Oh, it's Freddy Krueger. Great. This is a very scary street. It's yeah, not, it's Elm Street. It's, it's Elm Street. Yeah. If you think I'm crazy, wait till you meet Michael. Yeah. <laughs> Michael's in the car. <laughs> it's Michael Jackson. <laughs> From Thriller. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's our food. Um, uh, and, you know, we'll just take a quick break and get a word from our sponsors before we keep going. Podshap. They're all back at the office trying to figure out what to do about me. It's not that I won't answer their calls or emails. I can't. It's only 23 kilometers to the nearest signal, but I might as well be on the moon. Honestly, they can all eat it. I don't understand what the big deal is. The company sent out an email, remote cabin, available for employees, relax, get off the grid, tune in, and tune out. I called that the contact and made the arrangements. Here I am, cozy, warm, happy, and absolutely unreachable. Sorry, I shouldn't unload on you like this. It's been weeks since I've even had a moment to breathe. And here, by the fire, my pen is moved and I find that I'm writing too much and too little to you all at once. Did you hear my voice crack there? I hope this greeting card finds you well. I miss you terribly, but there's nowhere I'd rather be than here. How is the city? I'm never coming back. And that's something you can find inside a greeting card. You know, that's the kind of inspiration you guys can get from a greeting card from ohheyfuckyou.com. And again, Brian, you know the routine here, right? I don't want to keep repeating myself, but you know what to do when I say a curse word or a bad word. Any word. Like, if you, if I say this word, alligator, and you think that's a bad word, you should bleep it, okay? But that's the kind of stuff you can get from ohheyfuckyou.com. I was just talking about a four by five card and gray envelope, black on the inside, printed on a hundred pound card stock, made in the USA. Are you looking for a greeting card? Do you need something that's out of the ordinary? It's not your or your your just standard run of the mill greeting card. Go to ohayfuckyou.com. That's www.ohayfckyou.com. Use promo code PodChef to get one dollar off a card. Always free shipping to the U.S. or internationally. You guys are just looking at me like I'm a weirdo. I'm, I'm not a weirdo. <laughs> These cards are good. You should get one. I've seen the cards. They're good. They're well done. I bought some. See? See, even Brian bought some. Brian bought some. I'm going to buy one. And I didn't even use the promo code, but you should use the promo code PodChef. I use use the promo code PodChef. One dollar off a card. I think that's insider trading, actually. Yeah, I actually do think that's insider trading, and now the lawyers are going to be mad about that. You guys want to know which cards I bought? Yes, please. I bought Chopper. Because mm-hmm. if people don't know, I took a motorcycle class over the weekend. I'm into motorcycles now, so I bought Chopper. Mm-hmm. I bought Cafe Racer. Those are mm-hmm. two motorcycle cars. What am I going to do with them? Who knows? Something I'll do with them. Maybe I'll send them to my wife and it'll say, hey, I'm sorry that I died in a motorcycle. <laughs> Get to the Chopper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, one called Wait Time, one called Watermelon, and one called Holding It. 
and it's a dollar off of each card. That's nice. This could be you, listeners. This could be you. This these cards are made in Washington D.C. And they've got goals, a spot in your refrigerator, and in your heart. Their minimalistic style and obsessively thoughtful curation, illustration, development. These cards are simply better than the others. And we're talking about you, Hallmark. Oh, hey, fuck you. Dot com. Follow them on Instagram at oh, hey, F-C-K-Y-O-U to see new card designs, special offers, and fun content first. That's www.ohheyfuckyou.com. Capybara. Oh, God. <laughs> Capybara. <laughs> Season 3, episode 16, the finale part 2 of Top Chef. This is season 4, episode 16 of Pod Chef. And we're here, we're at the ending, the finale part 2. We Press play mm-hmm. on the episode right here, right now. There's no quick fire, folks. No. There's no nope. time for a quick fire. No way. Nope. We, we're in the Aspen Mountain Club. We took a ski lift up here. Yep, Casey can't breathe. Casey can't freaking breathe, man. Yeah. She, no time for a quick fire. She says that to, I guess, the cameraman. Yeah. So it's just like her doing makeup alone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They have quick to cook note this. that like everyone mm-hmm. who was getting ready was shirtless except for Casey. And I guess that that makes sense. But like, why? Why were Hung and Dale both shirtless in the opening no. shots? And here comes Brian on his. Yeah. Brian talks a lot about like swimsuits and mm-hmm. equality between men and women. And he's mm-hmm. like, if I have to take my shirt off, you I should wait. take your shirt yeah, off. Look. Free the nipple. Mm, um, yeah. At this point, it's more of a request. But Brian, you have a third. You have a third nipple, don't you? Yeah. Uh, I mean, my belly button does go out. Uh huh. That counts. That, that counts. counts. That's a, a nipple at a certain point. Doctor would say that. Yeah. So they have to cook in the finale. They have to cook at the same time, and they have to serve food at the same time. And I'm excited for that. Um, and they can't you know, hide behind uh, each other's dishes and stuff. Um, they Dale is asking them yet again what everyone else is doing because he wants the scoop. This guy doesn't understand. This is not a team competition. You're at the finale of Top Chef, Dale. Figure it out on your own. Yeah. And who cares if someone's serving the same dishes as you? Make a better dish. Do it better. Do yeah. it better. You gotta. Work Why are we harder. switching dishes around? Because someone else picked the same thing. Oh, I was gonna pick prawns. Yeah, well, I'll kick your prawn dishes. Ass. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm sorry for cursing, Reeves. That's well. That's fine. We can bleep it. And also, maybe we can start using car horns for bleeps instead. Yeah. That might be kind of fun. Go ahead, I don't know if that's harder that. to do. I'll see if I can remember to do that. This is off maybe, topic. Maybe text by, me. Was Hung wearing a Lost the TV show t-shirt? He had a shirt on that said Lost. And I was like, was that the TV show? I want a Lost TV show t-shirt. Anyway. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. I didn't. I didn't check it out too much. Mm-hmm. When I look at Hung, I'm always making eye contact. I don't trust him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he is a perpetual liar. I yeah. Don't think I got to make eye contact because I just don't trust the guy. Yeah. Uh, so Tom took their menus from them. Um, why did sure. he do that? Just so they <laughs> I'm not sure it? why. Yeah. 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 I'm not sure why. I think he's just like, you're in timeout now. You can't he's change like, it. Give he me those. Threw it off the mountain as a power move. <clears throat> pretty sure he was like studying them. He's like, okay, if anyone deviates from these menus, I'm yeah. going no. yeah. But I also just to quickly go over what they all used. They used, they had every ingredient in the entire world, and I get that Jamal was saying they, they shouldn't have to do a variety, but they did like four things. Yeah, like mm-hmm. the two of them did foie, two of them did shrimps. Yep. Uh, one did a Colorado lamb. Yep. <laughs> yep. Colorado <laughs> ram. No one had the balls to do chicken, but then again, they would never put that kind of peasant food yeah. on the table to yeah. begin with. Nine. They all did lobster because he couldn't do shrimps. Yeah, yep. there were no shrimps left for him. Um, they no did pick a lot of the same things. Um, also, this didn't, I mean, I understand that it's like they have the proteins out there, but it was like an ice sculpture that was holding yeah. raw meat and looked disgusting. <laughs> I was like, well, this doesn't look happy. Not that it really, they're going to cook with it, but it looked just disgusting. <laughs> do you think they cook with that or that's all just props and they throw it all away after they get the shot? Because it's probably been there for a while. I'm pretty sure they melted that down. They had to use that to any noodles because you know dale made gnocchi so i'm pretty sure he used that to boil his gnocchi but do you think that they use the protein that's sitting out there in the hot aspen sun to then cook with or they go it's back? not that hot that high up man yeah, but meat goes by bad fast in the not sun. that high up brother i don't think they did it's the thin air baby did they threw it all away i think they threw it all off the mountain i think right after he threw the menus off the mountain he kicked over that ice sculpture <laughs> and threw everything off yeah 
Tom asked like, them. There goes the leeks. The leeks that I can't wait to eat later. This is what Tom did. Tom off on some B-roll. He said, okay, based on your menus, you don't need this. And he like picked up something and chucked off the bat and said, you don't need this. This yeah. is going. And he threw off. Oh, apparently no one wants this. And he threw it. He just made a big thing like, look at all this food that you don't want, apparently. Mm-hmm. He did have his truck at the bottom of the mountain, though, and he was throwing all in the back <laughs> of his truck. He took it home for himself. Yeah, yep. he ate it all. Yeah, that's what we didn't know. There was a net down there catching everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He made Gail sit down there and catch it. And she loves it. All right, so uh, they had to pick knives to see on the gondola who their sous chef was going to be, and we thought it was going to be someone from uh, the cast this season, but instead, it's rock star chefs who are going to be their sous chefs. And at first, Hung is like, oh, I don't like this. I don't like anyone from the show. They're all bad. Yeah, he was but like, then, no one from the show. Yeah, <laughs> but then this is who Hung gets walking out his gondola. Rocco the Spirito. I mean, he loves Asian flavors. He's quite fast in the kitchen. I'm thinking, what a perfect match. Oh, nice to see you. Awesome. So glad it's you. I'm glad you're glad. I'm thinking. Where am I getting? Oh, it's Rocco. Oh. Anyone else hear that as soon as he saw Rocco? Yeah, he had to change his pants. Yeah. Rocco um, the Spirito. Oh. So Rocco, listen, Rocco's a very attractive man. Yeah, I guess. I guess. And apparently a very famous chef. Um, He's also very confident when he's basically like, yeah, I guess it's exciting for you Mm -hmm. to be with me. (laughs) It's pretty nice. I'm excited that you're excited. I'm happy that you're happy. I feel the same way. I would have been starstruck too. I loved his TV show when I was a kid. I'm bummed that he didn't bring Spunky, the little dog that eats everything. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering where his Australian accent was, but like, okay, so he looked different. Thinking of a different show. Well, he looked different. Like I, I was like, oh, it's Rocco. It's, I, I love this guy. Like, where's Heifer? Like, they never showed up. I mean, this okay. was a it's, this wasn't a wallaby. This was yeah, a man. This wasn't a well, man, the man. TV looks different. You know, maybe he looks different on TV. You know, he's, it's also been like tw- ten years at that point, probably. You know, people change. Before the show, Brian was like, "I've got a great Rocky and Boomwinkle joke for Rocco as well." And yeah, I guess he dropped that. Mm-hmm. He's not. He's going with a different. Show. Well, this one makes more sense because it is Rocco. Mm-hmm. And not Brian, Rocky. Brian was make a big thing. Like, I used to call him Rocco Boomwinkle. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> good as new. I thought that was pretty good. I thought that was fun, a fun take. All right. <laughs> I think it works. So Casey gets Michelle Bernstein and Dale gets the Todd English. The Todd English. Can we just say Todd English stepped out of the gondola and I thought he was like a James Bond villain? Todd English got kind of a womp, womp, womp coming out. Really? Following, yeah. following rocco and yeah. michelle bernstein yeah. bernstein bears it was like who the fuck is this guy yeah <laughs> like, isn't todd english more a uh, successful restaurateur than both of them combined i mean so, he's definitely yeah. got a lot of restaurants but it's more about the quality so how Tom, many do you think he really has guess a hundred, yeah, because they five, were making it seem like he was like, I don't even know how many restaurants I have. Like, I keep losing my restaurants, yeah, it's probably a hundred. They just like <laughs> turn over every year, every day before I leave for work. I'm like, Where are my restaurants? Where am I? Restaurants? I can't find them. He does spectacles, testicles, spe- spectacles, testicles, wallet, watch, restaurant. <gasps> my restaurants, oh, no. where's my restaurants? <laughs> yeah, uh, all right, give okay, give an actual guess, and I'll tell you guys what it says. Is this right now, currently? Is this man alive still? 78. <laughs> I think he's still alive. Okay, good. I'm going to go with... Maybe the most he's ever had at once. The 78. Most, um, I'll say 55. Okay, it's 18. Okay, well, that's oh not impressive. God. I think yeah, I could do that. I, I could, could run and manage 18 yeah. restaurants by myself. Yeah. I don't even need staff. Jeez Louise. It's really not anything to brag about. Yeah, they were all like kissing his butt. They were like, "Do you even know any restaurants you have?" And he was like, "No." Yeah, no, I can't. You expect me to remember eighteen different restaurants <laughs> that I own? No, I can't. No, do that. Too can't hard. be bothered. Uh, did I write them down? Yeah, but I'm not gonna go look now. Yeah, I lost the paper. Yeah, Tom <laughs> took it, it from me, threw it off yeah, the mountain. T- yeah, 
so Hung looks like he's finally having a human connection with a chef for the first time in the finale, and it's not even a chef that's on the show. It's Chef Rocco. Listen. Ran over the list of ingredients with me. There were so many, my head was spinning. So what I decided to do was be a good soldier and follow his orders and do my best to help him without giving away too much, obviously. And I think I would like you to help me with the, uh, the, the duck course. Okay. And then I can bang these out. Okay. Really fast. Sure. Why don't you write the list? I'll look for an arrow. All right. Okay. You want to grab some cutting boards for us? Yep. Containers, towels. Here's what this sounds like. Uh-huh. It's like uh, two kids getting together where their parents are like, hey, can you <laughs> go over to, to Hung's house? He doesn't have any friends. Rocco, it would really mean a lot to him. You guys sleep over, and he shows up. Rocco's the cool guy in school. And Hung's like, oh, man, I got action figures. I'm going to get video games we're going to play. We're going to eat popcorn. And Legos. Yeah, and Rocco's like, yeah, I mean, whatever you want to do. I'm just trying to get, <laughs> just, just trying to get yeah, through this, man. I mean, in four hours, I'll fall asleep. Yeah. This will be over. Actually, I think I need to go back home. My stomach hurts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't tell anybody that I was over here, all right? Yeah. Can I tell everyone they were friends? Hey, look, Rocco, it's me, Hug. Hey, 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 calm down, calm down, calm down, calm down, calm down. Don't, you know, to just act like you've been here before. <laughs> so water doesn't boil a mile high. All the chefs are having to take that into account. Uh, Hung is cooking finally with his soul, and that just means he's cooking Vietnamese food finally to satisfy Tom Colicchio. And Tom shows up on day two and asks Casey immediately about her braising, and uh, Casey makes a face like, Oh fuck! Should I change it now? Mm-hmm. Because Tom is like, "You're gonna have enough time," and then she's like, oh, "I've got an hour left. It'll be fine." Yeah, and then she. Well, Casey doesn't. was wearing a shirt that said, "Ask me about my braising," <laughs> <laughs> and that's good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then Hung goes. I mean, Tom goes and talks to Hung and has a perfectly normal conversation. Hey, Hung. How's it going? Good. So you're back here on little makeshift burners today, huh? I'm counting on these to get me that hundred grand. Okay, that's it right there. First course, I'm gonna slice hamachi raw. Okay. Serve it, uh, call it fish and chip style. Okay. With a, with a nice emulsified tomato vinaigrette. Okay. Second course, I have uh, large, I think they're Guatemalan shrimps. Sure. With a caramelized tamarind sauce with a ocean scented rice. Every time I explain my ingredients to Chef Tom, he gives me this look as is, I'm nuts. And, and I see it in his eyes, like, what is wrong with this guy? Another duck course, I'm gonna have truffle juice, mix in a little bit of stock, got it, and butter, and just drizzle that. That's it. Okay, great. Very clean. That's hung. Good luck. I look forward to it. Thank you, Take chef. care. And he's like, you know, looking at me like, okay, sure. Yeah, that's how I'm looking at you when you're talking about your food, too. It's like, okay, hung. You got a lot of stuff going on there. Rocco even made the same face. Hope you can pull it off. Yeah, uh, he does. He kind of has a face on like he's trying to like figure out the code for a safe. Uh, <laughs> he's very, he's a little confused. I mean, also, Hung has decided to use only tiny burners. He's not using, he, he's like, <laughs> I'm taking the back. Yes, uh-huh. yeah. so he can be on his own. He's using individual like little burner things, not on an mm-hmm. actual stove. Um, and also his own section, he's on something, I think, I don't know if he's been (laughs) taking cocaine or what, but he is very, he's different than he normally is. He's very excited and like joyful. I don't know. He's on acid. I don't know. All that, all that joy goes away as soon as he's thrown a curveball. We would like you each to prepare a fourth course. can use whatever is available in the kitchen, and you can serve it at any time in the meal. I wanted to punch him in the face. I have a lot of things in my mind that I can do. No no fear, no pressure, totally calm. Let's do it. But it's not all bad news. We have a little help for you. Uh-huh. Hey, guys. The chef tells us we have Vanessa course with additional help. And here so here come the three new sous chefs, and they are actually previous contestants. And it's who we got here. We got a CJ, we've got Howie, and we've got Sarah. 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 And Amelia Hung's like, please give me Sarah because the other two hate me. Yeah. He said, CJ hates me. <laughs> yeah. He says, CJ hates my guts. I don't know why. I don't know why. It's probably <laughs> because of all the lies. I think <clears throat> probably, that's what it was. Probably because you dropped a prawn early on in the season and just left it on the floor. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's all take take note 
how he shows up and who's not there. Mm, Bourdain, that's right. I think Bourdain was like, I'll come do the finale. Aren't you doing the thing where you invite back cast members? Like, who, who are you inviting back? And they're like, um, CJ's coming. Um, oh, okay, okay, yeah, okay. We got uh, Sura's coming. Okay, great, great, great. Um, and then right now it's a toss-up between, well, it's not a toss-up. Joey said he can't come, so we're going with Howie. Okay, I'm busy. <laughs> I can't what? make it. I didn't I got, tell I you. It, I, I didn't tell you when it was yet. Oh, okay. What day is it? Okay, it's September thirty second. I'm busy. Okay, that's not even a date, Bourdain. You're just scared of Howie. Just come back to the. Do show. you want to see my calendar? Do you want to see? Yeah, I'd like to see what you're doing on September thirty second. Okay, I'll show you. Mm-hmm. I don't have it with me. Okay, you know what? Forget it, Bourdain. We'll just. We'll go with. I'm not afraid of Howie. You know what? I'm not Bord- afraid of Howie. Quit saying. I know. It. I know. Bourdain, it's fine. We'll just find three other chefs and bring them to the show instead. Hey, okay. it's me, Howie. I'm just kind of breaking in here. <laughs> <laughs> Jumps out the window. <laughs> he, 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 he like goes behind Tom's leg like a little kid in a store. <laughs> yeah. Hugs the leg. Can we, can we talk about how, as we're still talking about Howie, how Casey gives Howie the best review ever? And she goes, Basically, he's an extra set of hands. Yeah. yeah. He's another body to throw <laughs> yeah. at work. That's basically <laughs> her review. Eh, he's basically an extra set of hands. He looked really happy to be there. Yeah. yeah. He was like, so this is what the finale is like. Wow, this is high stakes. Huh? Yeah. He seemed excited. I'll fuck this up for someone. I'll overthink it for someone. Yeah. I think he likes being told what to do. Like a situation yeah. where he doesn't yeah. have to make any decisions, where it's just like he can cook and chop. And as Dale said, choppy choppies, which is what he got his mm. celebrity or celebrities mm. sous chef to do. Um, yeah, he seemed a lot more relaxed here. I think Brian's the real winner here because all he had to do is come and eat great food. Yes. And he yeah. looked healthy. Yeah, he looked healthy. He looked happy. Yeah. And he was like, all I had to do is come back and eat food. Hell yeah. yeah. Free trip to Aspen, Colorado. Yeah, he did. People asked like what he did in the few months they were off, and he kept saying that he just like you know he went. He said yoga and pussy. He went on a (laughs) retreat. Not in that order. Gonna make a rehab joke, but I guess we're gonna do. We can go that way if you want. (laughs) So, um, let's see here. Uh, Working with how is she still? uh, Casey still isn't plate her full dish um yeah here's something with casey that they they dig into this with her and judges table like everyone especially when they have this break between you know the regular season the finale people chefs come up with what they're going to do in the finale because they know Mm -hmm. the finale is going to be some kind of combination of cook the best meal of your life so Mm -hmm. you come up with some dishes that are that that you know you can do and for whatever reason she didn't do that the other (laughs) two did did. She didn't. She decided that. I'm Big gonna mistake. shit the bed today. Yeah, <laughs> today's the day I'm gonna suffer and do everything wrong. Yeah, she like saw the ingredients <clears throat> and then pivoted, which that's a mistake. Do yeah. the stuff you already came planned. To yeah. Do. So they serve the first dish, and Tom's like, I don't like the row, and he forgets that Mike from Dirty Jobs is sitting at the end of the table. Mm-hmm. And Mike Rowe is like, I'm talking about me or the food, man. It's hard to. It's hard to tell. Yeah. Sometimes with you, man, it's hard to tell. It's hard to tell when you're joking or yeah, or you're do you eating. Food. Actually, hate the row, or do you like? Is this like a jab at me and my you show? Me. Because I actually do more at my show. I do hate the row now because he is kind of a a crazy Trump person. Well, all right. So the second dish, Tom makes the same face about Casey's dish. Um, let's listen to them talk about Hung's Michelin star dish. And I guess this is perfect because Brian, you just went to a Michelin star restaurant. Yeah, I know all about it. Hmm. One star. Um, but the duck is cooked incredible, really tender and delicious. He's hit a good note here. That this is this is his best dish yet. Well, this is three star Michelin in my book. Really? I think so. Wow. Wow. It's really perfect. Mm-hmm. I'm a little jealous. I don't know if Brian, if you heard that, he said three star Michelin. So mm-hmm. not. One star Michelin, not two star, three star. So imagine Michelin. what you had, but mm. twice as good. Twice, three times maybe. Three times, three times one. As good, yes. And that's what Hong made. Um, it looked good what he made. Also, right before this, he had two dishes that they kept saying like, "Oh, this lacks acid or whatever." Yeah, yeah. They and did. they played the sexy. They did. Top yeah, they did. During it. 
I don't know if that was a mistake. I don't know. It was very confusing because it's all about them being like, it lacks acid. It's good, but it lacks acid. And then it's like, bounce, bounce. It's like, what? Is, is it just because he's saying acid? They're like, this is kind of trippy music. I don't know. Um, I got that. I was like, what are they doing? Yeah. Yeah. So Dale's third dish going against the Michelin dish is suffering. And Tom calls out Casey's pork belly because it was too dry. Um, I'd say Dale overall does well. Hung overall does well. And Casey just. I, so that's where I was confused is because Tom said that Dale's lobster dish was inedible. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing of Casey's was inedible, right? Like they, they didn't say the like. The row made it too fishy on two dishes in a row, though. Yeah. It sounded like she just. The, the, the ceiling for both Dale and Hung and their dishes was much higher. Like they had like really, really great dishes. Whereas like. I think what they expected for someone in a finale like that Casey delivered was like more average food, okay. even though Dale had one dish that apparently Tom was so disgusted by yeah. that he pushed it down the table <laughs> all the way, hit Padma in the face. He was like, I'm not eating this. This is fucking gross. I would never eat this disgusting yeah. food. I wouldn't give it to anyone. This is like eating chicken. It's disgusting. <laughs> Padma finished it too. Yeah. That was like, no one else complained good. about it. He was like, this yeah. is inedible, and no one else said anything about it. They're probably like, it's not that I bad. Think, I think that was him just trying to be like, we don't like Dale, right? Uh, yeah. I we all don't 100% like Dale, right? agree. Because I've said this many times on this podcast before. I think Tom gets – he marks people that he's like, mm -hmm. this is who I want to win. And I think he mm -hmm. marked Hung very early on. And then no matter what Dale did in that finale, he was like, it's got to be Hung. Yeah. Yeah. So they go to judge's table and uh, Tom asks Casey, why didn't she use the leaks? And she's like, there were no leaks. And Tom's like, I saw the leaks. They look great. And I think he meant legs. <laughs> <laughs> That's easy mistake. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Easy mistake. I saw all Tom that. said, I came in, I saw the legs. They look great. Yeah. That's just, they crossed wires there. And he was like, they were this thick. And I was like, Tom, take it easy. You can't do that you anymore. You just <laughs> cannot talk that way. Even, I mean, ever, really. But, ever, really. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, moving on, Casey blames Howie for her plating issues. And now I'm wondering, was Joey right about Casey in week one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> were we defending the wrong person? <laughs> Yeah, Casey. I felt for Casey. I she she really kind of shit the bed and lost it. And then especially like the judges' table was they were so super complimentary to both Hung and Dale, yep. and they just tore her apart to the point where she seemed like she was crying at the end of it. Yeah, Dude, they really this is. I know up. this is a spoiler, but like, there's a time skip between the finale when they actually say who won who yeah. and Tom tells her guard so much so weird. but Tom tells Casey your menu just didn't come together he basically says you didn't win you, did, you like he basically yeah. was like you didn't win unless they like told him ahead of time like you didn't win and then like everyone knew who was gonna win but it was like Casey your menu just didn't come together and then he still praised Dale and Hung yeah. after that I'm like okay so if I'm Casey right here I know for sure I'm not winning so I'm just going to fuck off, right? Should I just, yeah, I'm just going to walk yeah. away now. I got to stay on camera for this? Should I just use these leaks and get to walk in? Yeah. So Tom um, asks Hung a very pointed question. Did you, did you make all your dishes uh, on the spot? Uh, and he doesn't believe that Hung didn't already have a plan for a chocolate cake that had nothing to do with his previous set menu. And oh, Tom makes a face that we'll include on the Instagram this week because I took great. a picture of it because it is like, I caught you in a lie and I don't believe your shit. It was so befuddled. He, because it was such a blatant lie, like a mm -hmm. stone face, like he with like poker face. No, he's like, no, I did not plan anything. You know, five minutes earlier, him talking about, I got a recipe for this. I came up yeah. with a bunch of things that I'm going to do here. Yeah. Oh, you just said it to us. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You brought the tamarind juice. So uh, I want to say that after they do judges table, the three of them walk off and do the weirdest walk off hug thing from the judges table I've ever seen. And like, for some reason they left that in the show. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know what that was about. Really what they should have done. I know we're going to the whole live audience thing is mm -hmm. it should have been that the, the walls pulled Came away. Yes. yes. Yeah. And then there was an audience yeah. there cheering and they got surprised. The that would have yeah. been good. Yeah. I've been great. Well then, but Reeves, you've always had a mind for TV, and yes. they needed you back then, <laughs> if, and they couldn't find you. Listen, if money was no object, 
Yeah. And, and I it's can not make an any object. TV show great. Yes. This this honestly made me feel like I had had a stroke. <laughs> like <laughs> it was so confusing. It was it was so not how TV works. Mm-hmm. To like go from they're all three standing there, the judges are there to switch to the exact same setup but now it's a full live full audience roster and live not audience. acknowledge it at all yeah i was like had they been there the whole time and no one told yeah. like did i just miss it I and they were just quiet the entire time yeah it made me feel crazy and also they did it right after commercial break so it's like you leave from a commercial and you come back and it's this studio audience you're like what so, also there's no way hung watched the show right so no here's way. what i think no i might be wrong about this i think that that part was live when this initially aired and it was that audience and them all sat there and watched the episode and then mm. cut to the, and then set them up, cut to them live and then did the announcement live is my guess. I, but at the beginning, tell us like maybe they yeah, did right? originally, but yeah. on this version be like, Hey, we're here live audience with our three finale. We're our three finals. We're going to watch it all here together and then come back and tell who's the winner. Like then yes. I know what to expect. Then I'm not to bring it like that. I was, I, I, yeah, it scared me. I was like, Oh no. Yeah, and I like, and I said my address and my full name to make sure that my brain didn't break. <laughs> I took a top That's and started test. spinning it on the table to see if it'd fall down to make sure I wasn't in Inception. Yeah, mm-hmm. smart. Mm-hmm. And it did fall down. I was like, oh, thank God, this is mm-hmm. the real reality. So uh, we know Casey's not going to win because Tom tells her your menu didn't come together. Dale is up against his arch nemesis from the entire season, who he, he said uh, has no soul in his cooking, and Dale loses to him. And Hung wins, and I'm not going to play his original victory of being told by Padma that he wins. Instead, let's get his I'm going to Disney World speech that Padma does mm-hmm. uh, with the microphone as if Hung just won the Super Bowl. So let's listen. So how are you feeling, Hung, right now? I'm so going- oh, excited. Oh, I, I worked so hard to get here and to prove myself and have so much support from America. Oh, I'm speechless. I'm speechless, but I'm sure you hear more from me later. Well, you did a great job. Thank you much. Congratulations. Ah. Like Hung screams his lungs out. Yeah! I mean, we could take that sentence by sentence if we want to. There's a lot. Yeah, I mean, him talking good. about America supporting me. Yeah. I don't know. If that's true. <laughs> I don't know what that means at all. Yeah, he's, uh, he talks about he'll have a lot to say later. I don't think he ever comes back on the show. I don't think he talks. I don't think he even mentions that he's been on the show. Yeah, he screams like he's losing his mind. Also, Marcel is there. Marcel, yeah, Marcel gives is him there. Hang ten a lot. Yeah. Also, he clearly makes eye contact with. Padma and they do not acknowledge each other. Nope. <laughs> that rules. That rules. It was oh, yeah. Boy. It was really. It also felt like. I think maybe Padma thought she would get like a little bit, like a nice human moment out of uh, Hung, but she nah. didn't. Like I think she wanted him no. to be like, I, I've worked so hard. This is so great. I'm so excited. I'm so honored. But he's just like, ah, I don't have words, which means like I don't know how to. What, what, I don't know. What to I don't do know how right to now. do this thing that you yeah. want me to do. <sighs> You guys should have uh, made Casey or Dale the winner if you wanted a human moment. Yeah, yeah, if you wanted someone to come back and like be a representative of the show, you should have picked them, not yeah, me. A, I fucking I'm hate a, the yeah, show. A fucking robot. I'm taking this I'm above this. never turning back. Yeah. Give me the title. So Hung wins season three. All right. And then we're going to listen to the finale next week. But before we go, we have another segment called Brian Jackson in Action. This is where Brian tells us of a moment where he was in action of the past week. Go ahead, Brian. Oh, so this is the recurring thing now. Like I mentioned, I took a motorcycle safety course over the weekend. It was two days, Saturday and Sunday, about eight hours long each. I learned how to ride a motorcycle, and I passed the skills test by one point. You're allowed to miss, <laughs> you're allowed to get 16 points taken off. I missed 15, so if you see me on the street on a motorcycle, look out. Yeah. <laughs> okay, all right. Looks and like- wasn't there someone who quit? There was a woman who fell off her bike pretty early on, uh, and then she got back on for a little bit, but then at some point she just left. <laughs> yep. That was the first thing I asked Brian. I said, did you fall? <laughs> nope. I mean, that's not. not fun. I wouldn't want to fall off a motorcycle. That no. would probably we're, we were going very slow, and like it, I think it fell on her leg. Oh, yeah. It was. Did oh, she limp painful. towards a hospital, maybe? That was... She limped at the end to like leave, and then there was like a long conversation between like, her and the instructors, which I think is them being like, just so you know, you signed a paper that says we are not responsible for this. Yeah. She's like trying to grab it from back. them to rip yeah. it up, and then they're like holding it over her head. They're like, "No, yeah. you gotta get out of here." You can take the class again, but it's gonna be full price. Yeah. 
Yes. And it wasn't cheap. So, so ask yourself, do you want to you know, tough this out for a couple more hours, or do you want to fold with the deck of cards and move down? That's what you're trying. That was day one. Day two, she didn't come back. We did get someone who had failed previously and came back to get a free take, nice. and uh, he was a cop. Alright, that was Brian Jackson in action. <laughs> well, that about does it here in old Ashby, Colorado. Yeehaw, the end of our trip to Aspen. Well, that is Reeves the Revolver, and that's Brian the Bandolier. Say goodbye, Brian. All right, I'm coming to get get that sleeping bag ready, honey. I'm getting in there. <laughs> All right, and I'm Quick Draw Jamal, and I'll see you at the next viewing of Pod Chef. Until next time, we're going to pack up these knives. Yee-haw! Yee-haw.